SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Burkhart Worley, along with Dr. Lynette Sim, and welcome to Pop Talk, the show where you never know what topics might pop up. Have you ever gone through a series of difficulties and eventually said to yourself, I don't know if I can take it anymore? Hey, I think we've all been there. But today's guest is going to tell you why you're stronger than you think. Dr. Lynette has the introduction. Thank you, Lisa. Our guest today is Nancy Orman. Nancy is the author of Stronger Than I Think, which is a faith-based book about several adversities she's walked through, and now she's come out on the other side. Stronger Than I Think was released in January and reached bestseller status on day three of its release. That's amazing. In eight different categories. During the day, Nancy is a real estate agent in, based in Lubbock, Texas. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us here on Pop Talk Radio. I wanted to ask you first, why do you think it was important for you to write this book about your adversities? Thank you so much, Dr. Lynette, for that question. And thank you guys so much for having me on today. I'm super excited to share with your audience. And one of the things, just when I start out, um, I like to always say, let's use a grocery store method. So have y'all ever heard of that? Not. Okay, so here's what it is. So when you go to the grocery store, you just take the things off the shelf that you need, okay? So I'm going to share a lot of nuggets and stuff today. And when you, let me come back to the grocery store. So when you go to the grocery store, you take off the shelf the things you need, and then you leave the other things there that you don't need. So I ask the listeners today, if there's something that I say or you don't quite understand or maybe you haven't experienced, don't let that be a hang-up. Just take what you need today so you can take that nugget and learn from it. So that's my grocery store method. So I always like to share that in the beginning. But this is just my story. I know everybody listening has their own story. And again, thank you guys for letting me share. <clears throat> I wrote my book um, in September of last year. But your question was, why did I feel like it was important to write the book? And really, it was just an act of obedience to God. Um, I had been a journaler since 2006 when my husband and I were family coaches for a nonprofit organization here in Lubbock, and we learned ourselves to write letters to God, and it was starting with gratitude, but then we would go through and write our thoughts down to God, and then we would get in the Word, and God always gave us a Word when we were journaling just that tied into what we were writing about, so we were teaching other people to do this, so started that in 2006, and y'all, if you've ever journaled and you've done it with the Word, it's so addicting and it's so good because you can hear so much from the Lord, but anyway, in 2010, I was in the DFW area, and I met a pastor from um, South Africa. He was here visiting, and he prophesied to me that I was supposed to write a book and share the things that the Lord has has taught me. And I took that serious, and that word was not for right then, but in 2014, I got another uh, message from a pastor in Oklahoma City when I was there doing a women's conference, and she also told me I was supposed to write a book. So I started after that. I thought, okay, I guess I better get going. And about two months after that, um, 
I had someone look at it who is an author, and I got a discouraging word. And probably there's people on this line who have had that happen before where they started something and someone may have like crushed their dream and they stepped back and put it up on a shelf. Well, that's what I did. And what I realized later was that God just wasn't, he wasn't finished with my story. I had a lot of stories to add to that book. So last year in 2021, <laughs> that was my timing and God's timing is always right. And his order is always right. And I knew in September when I was in a pretty bad spot with some health issues that I needed to, something to take my mind off of it. And as soon as I visited with my pastor here, they said, you have time to do this now. And that was all it took. I just went home and started doing it. So it was an act of obedience to the Lord. Yeah, that's great. Sometimes it takes us a little while to act on th something that God has told us to do. I know that I've been like that before. and But when we do it, we are blessed and we watch that blessing flow. And your story, anyone's story is really how we can reach people the most effectively because no one can argue with what has happened to you and how God has redeemed you and how God has helped, through, uh, helped you through difficult circumstances. And you've been through so much in your life, Nancy. One of those tragedies was the loss of your son. I can't even imagine um, what that was like. It had to have been one of the most difficult things for anyone to endure. How were you stronger than you thought, however, in this case? Well, you know, I'll say first off, I wasn't strong in the beginning. <laughs> it took a minute. But uh, my son, Blake, he was 26 years old, and he was a crop duster. And he loved, he loved flying planes and spraying crops. And that was just, he didn't even go to college. He took his college money, he bought an airplane, and he went and got his license so he could do that. And so the morning of September, um, it was September 12, 2003, he and his wife Molly were having coffee together and they had prayed together and he left to go spray his crops. And he didn't come back because that was when he crashed when he was spraying a field. And so, you know, I know your listeners have had things like this happen too, where there's just a sudden tragedy and it just knocks the breath out of you and you just don't think you can handle it. Right. And, um, you know, I believe that the things that through that, that helped me be stronger was just the way God just started wrapping his arms around us like right away. But friends and family who had been with Blake just that week had shared stories with me of things he had said and things he had done. And it just made my heart so happy. It just helped me to get to the next minute. And then the Lord gave me a vision of an angel like, and he told me, he said, I had him before he hit the ground. And I could just picture this angel above that accident holding on to my son. And um, that those are just some things that God gave me to help me get through that. So it did make me stronger. And, and you guys know this, too. When people come around you who love you and they're praying for you and it just helps so much when you have relationships with people that can be there for you. So I believe that God's grace and mercy and people around me, that was what helped me be stronger than I ever thought I could. I, and I, I just love your book, um, the subtitle, A Bridge of Hope Through Heartbreak and Pain, Finding Your Heartbreak, uh, your Finding Your Breakthrough and Soaring uh, with the airplane on it and the, and the 
sunflowers is just so touching. But in addition to all of this, you also had some health issues. You were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. You had kidney failure. I wanted to ask specifically, though, did these diagnoses all come at the same time or were they were they stretched over? Was it at the same time as Blake? I mean, how could you handle all of these things? And, you know, how how did you find out that you were stronger in the midst of all of this? Mm, and, you know, those are great questions. Such good questions. But really, I was diagnosed with MS in 1984 and um then the, the kidney failure didn't come until 2020. So there was a pretty long gap in there. But the MS, when I was diagnosed with that, I had no idea what that was. And I mean, I, I didn't know anything about it. I was pretty ignorant about it. So I had to jump in and learn. But at the time when that diagnosis came to, I wasn't really walking a real close walk with the Lord. I knew the Lord. I'd been saved. I'd accepted him as my savior. And, but I went to church on Sunday and then I went and lived my life during the week. And that's kind of where I was through that whole thing. And, you know, I, that was in 84. So I was on shots, taking shots every week and I was still working. I had like, they have relapsing remitting and then they have chronic progressive MS and I had the relapsing remitting. And so I could still go to work and most people didn't even know I had it. So I was doing pretty good. I had a sister who was diagnosed with it six months after me, and she had chronic progressive. So she was in a wheelchair within five years and was in for over 30 years. She was totally had to have help to do everything. And so, you know, I never really asked the Lord to heal me. Um, I think maybe I just thought I'm doing okay. My sister's not. Like I've kind of felt a little bit of guilt in that. And then in... Um, think it was we were just about to move and go to Denver and I had a friend that was praying with me and she she said you know we just need to pray for your healing and so we prayed for my healing with MS and I truly received um, I just received it because I believe that God had it for me right then so on July the 18th 2001 I just took that as mine and I just walked it out so you know there's a lesson here that I kind of want to share with with um, your listeners is sometimes, you know, things can get rectified and things can get corrected and you think, okay, yay, I'm on a new path now and things are going good. But trust me, in John 10, it says the enemy will come back to kill, steal and destroy. And we constantly have to be on guard for that. And 16 years later, y'all, I started having those symptoms again. And let me tell you, I questioned God. I was like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? And um, anyway, I had to go to the doctor. My first doctor said, oh, you have MS. There's scar tissue, and we can see all these lesions. And I just kept standing strong on my faith. And this was where I was stronger, uh, kept standing strong. And then my, my other doctor said, no, these lesions are old. So I knew that I knew that I knew it was not that, and it ended up being something totally different. So the lesson I learned through that as far as being stronger was just <laughs> hold on to what you know and God's word and his promises because they don't change. And that was how I you know, got through that piece. And then with the kidney failure, um, Wow, that was a whole different story because <laughs> um, I had been, I'd had a physical in 2000, well, in 2019, like just before 2020 when all the COVID hit. And in January, I had kidney failure at the very end of the month and I didn't even know what was going on. 
Um, and it just hit all of a sudden. And I went into the hospital after four days because I was holding all these toxins. I wasn't able to go to the bathroom. I mean, I couldn't, I've just, my kidneys weren't working. And um, anyway, after a few days, they said, yeah, you've got kidney failure. And I was on dialysis and there were just so many things going on that I just could not really comprehend. Uh, one in 1.6 million people get what I had. It's called good pasture syndrome. And I told God, I said, you know, I knew I was your favorite. I know I am. But for this, like what in the world, right? <laughs> but um, anyway, it was scary. And he was with me the whole time. And his promises were what kept me going. And y'all would laugh because I had Psalms 91, which is a very favorite whole passage for me. But in my kitchen, this is what helped me be strong. I had on stock paper all over my kitchen cabinets. I had Psalms 91 just written verse, 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 verse. My kitchen was covered up with stock paper scripture. And that was what helped me get through it because I just had to continue to focus on what I knew and his word and not all the stuff that was going on in front of me. Nancy, you're amazing. And I think that's a great example to place scriptures all over the house. I have a lot and you can't see it in my office here, but I also do place scriptures sometimes in my mirror, just a reminder of who I am in, in the Lord and, and who he is in my life. And, and, um, I just think that's so important that we just must remember that he is our healer. And it, I think because we're a healing ministry, um, I need to pray for you right now. So Lord, I just pray for Nancy. I pray for her complete and total restoration and healing. And thank you, Father, that you've uh, created a strong woman who's such a great example to others and has written a book about it. But Father, I just pray for healing. I pray that you will just uh, heal her from uh, from the head to the toe, Lord. And we ask for this because we know believing you still heal. We ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so your kidney donor, you had to have a, um, a new kidney. And it turns out that your kidney donor was your son, Scott. That is beautiful. So can you share that story? You know, I can. And, oh, that was just pretty amazing. So when our doctor said, or when my doctor came in and said, you, we've got to get you on a kidney transplant list because this isn't working, what we're doing. I just thought, okay, you know, I'm still kind of in this fog if I couldn't even believe this all happened. I was healthy, right? And um, so I did whatever they told me to do and um, got on that kidney transplant list. And I was in dialysis three times a week. And y'all, I don't know if you've ever been around anyone who's been on dialysis or if you have family members, but it is so, it's just so sad because people are sick. They're sick when they're on that dialysis. And some of them don't even have the opportunity to get on a kidney transplant list because they might have diabetes or some other things that they can't do it. So I was so grateful that I was healthy and was able to get on the transplant list pretty quick. And so I got on a, a list where I would take a deceased donor or, um, or I would take a living donor. And so once we told our kids about it, they got, they got after it and they just kicked into gear. And my daughter, Chelsea, first of all, went and they did her testing and everything, and she wasn't a match. Um, I had six different people lined up to who wanted to, to help me. They wanted to give me a kidney, my brother, my niece, my dental hygienist. Like, I had all these people who wanted to help. And then Scott, of course, he was stepping in right after Chelsea, and 
he went and got his blood work done. And let me tell y'all, like everybody listening, like when there's delays and you're waiting for God to do something in your life, this does not mean it's a denial. It's just a delay. And this is where we get to pray to God to just help me wait well. <laughs> like, I don't pray for patience. I just say, help me wait well <laughs> because uh, I don't pray for patience. But anyway, Scott started that process and, and we did have some delays. And this was right in the midst of the COVID like exploding everywhere, right? And you're hearing all this stuff about the CDC and everything. And and Scott's blood work was coming back inconsistent. And they even thought he had some kind of a, um, he had, they thought he had been to a foreign country and he had something in his blood that wasn't supposed to be there. And, and um, he hadn't been to a foreign country. So then they had to send it to the CDC during COVID. So I knew that was going to take a little longer. So we just kept waiting. And I, I finally, the Lord just really gave me peace one day. And I just thought, you know, there's a reason for the delay. I kept, I was believing the whole time he would be a match. But I knew that it was delayed for a reason. And so I just kept thinking, well, maybe the doctors and the nurses or somebody when we have this transplant protecting us from getting COVID or something. But I knew there was a reason. And uh, sure enough, I found out at the end that there was a reason. But got, Scott got approved. And so we were able to, and it was just a glorious day because <laughs> the same day he got approved, I heard from my Kellerians family and they had done a fundraiser. And, you know, God always makes provision for things that we don't even know we need. And that just blew me away because we weren't expecting that. And they helped us, you know, with some things financially, which was amazing. And, um, but yeah, we had that transplant on November the 2nd, 2020. So it was amazing. Well, I love how you said that you don't ask for patience, that, that <laughs> you asked to, what did you say? To wait well. To wait well. Wait well. Uh, I love that one. I will definitely be using that one. I, I always like to share with my clients as well that they that uh, rescheduling is not failure. It's just rescheduling. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the Bible speaks about God's strength throughout in several places. Of course, one of the most popular verses is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Um, you did share several uh, places where God has given you personal strength through some of this. I, I was wondering if you could share about how this strength is available to all believers, because it seems like your personal um, faith with scripture everywhere um, was pretty strong. But how can others um, dive into and capture this strength that, that you were given? You know, and that's that's such a great question, too. First of all, I was so thankful that I had a strong relationship with the Lord and my strength was coming through reminders of his promises. And I was putting on that armor every single day so I could just hang on to everything that I knew. I was just taking one step and just putting one step in front of the other to get through it. One of the biggest things I'll say for me, and then I want to go into that other part of the question, but was relationships. Again, the people who came around me and it is so important to have good relationships with like-minded people. And I think one of the things that, you know, we can get so wrapped up in is all the stuff that's going on around us. And I just kept focusing on, again, what, what I knew, but I had so many great relationships with people who were just pouring into us all the time to help them give us strength. But, you know, 
In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says that God's grace is sufficient for you, for his power is made perfect in our weakness. And if you can just dissect that scripture, like he makes his strength perfect when we're weak. That's how he gives strength to all believers. I've got chills right now just kind of going through that again because it is so true that his grace is there for us and he's going to give us that strength when we're weak. So I just pray that everybody who's listening will just tuck that into your heart because God doesn't just love us when we're good. There's a a quote in my book where I talk about um, you can't do anything to make God love you more. And you can't do anything to make him love you less. He loves you unconditional. And I think a lot of people maybe don't understand that. And so they think I just can never get back in God's good graces because I've done all these things. But you know what? That was done at the cross. And so we get to just believe that. Um, Also, another scripture that I love through the whole process, and this is for everyone. And it comes out of Matthew 7, 7. And it says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. And really, so many times, God's just waiting for us to just ask. And, you know, sometimes we get so desperate that we'll just cry out to God. And he's like, finally, you know. But he just wants us to ask so he can answer and help us walk through it. So he'll give you the strength. We just have to tie into what he has for us. Amen. I think that's an important point that we have to ask him. A lot of people say, well, I don't want to pray for myself. They pray for other people, which is wonderful. But we have to ask for what we need. And he wants to supply all our needs. But we just have to go to him in humility and ask for things. Now, you asked some things in your book. You asked several questions. And and I thought we'd go through at least one or two of those. The first one is, have you ever had a broken heart. Now, this week we had to put our sweet little dog of 12 years, Jewel, down. Uh, She'd been sick, very sick for a while, and and it just came to the point where we had to do it. And so I had a broken heart, and I'm still trying to get over it. How can we have strength, though, Nancy, when our hearts are broken? That is so, that's so tough. And, you know, I was thinking about that because there's so many stages that you walk through when a loss is so close. And, you know, the first one's denial, and then you have anger and bargaining with God, and then you have depression, and then you accept. And I saw another one this week after acceptance was meaning. Like, what is the meaning of all of this? And I thought that was so good. It so brought to me um, the events that just happened in Uvalde and all the families that have been just torn apart, you know, just hurt. They're going through all this pain. And I was thinking about that and I just thought, you know, there's so many unanswered questions, but you can come right back to the And This scripture is just a perfect answer to this question. In Psalms 34, 18, he tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And man, a broken heart can be caused by a lot of different things. But when you know that God is there to take that from you and when you're just crushed, he tells us that he wants to give us a healed heart. And we just have to walk that out and trust him that he will give us that healed heart. And another way to to come through this too is helping other people. Like God used me so many times by putting people in front of me who have just lost their child. 
And I was able to pour into them, you know, not say, no, I know how you feel, my son. No, just love on them and just pour into them and let them see Jesus through you. But helping other people, it, it took my mind off myself. There's so many unknowns in this world. Um, there's uh, unknowns, concerns, what's going on politically uh, in our country, uh, across the globe, um, unknown things that's going to help and happen to our children, our families, our own health, et cetera. Um, you, you also had to, you know, move from Dallas over to Lubbock. I've done, I don't work over 15 moves in 30 years with my husband. So I know about moving and having unknown things. So I wanted to ask, um, have, how do you handle these unknowns and walking in this um, with the Lord when when you have no idea what's going to happen? And, you know, the, the fears of the unknown for me came when my MS was coming back. And, you know, when I started having these symptoms again and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, what is it? And, you know, I started looking at what I was focusing on and I was focusing on the circumstances. So I just had to learn to refocus and work on my thoughts. And here, what helps me so much with that is journaling. And another thing is staying away from the TV and the news and social media and those things that are just going to preach at you negative, negative, negative. So I think those are some things to help you work through that. Um, and I would pray. I would just set time aside with God and just pray and listen to him so he could give me peace or give me discernment about what was going on. I, I can't agree with you more. I, I've done my best to keep apprised of the situations in the world and in my country and in my state and in my community uh, without dwelling on a lot of news. Thank you, Nancy, so much for, for sharing some of those words of wisdom, for those things we take off the grocery shelf and leaving the rest behind. Thank you so much for being on Pop Talk Radio. If you want to reach out to Nancy, um, she's an amazing speaker and author. You can find her book and ask for speaking engagements. You'll need to go to her website, which is nancyorman.com. N-A-N-C-Y-O-R-M-O-N.com. Thank you, Nancy, uh, for reminding us we are stronger than we think. We may not have the strength on our own, but God can give us the strength. There's this one thing that a lot of people say, God helps them who help themselves. But that is not, that's not in the Bible. And I always get upset because that is nowhere in the Bible because God does allow these trials like what you've been through. He wants us to rely on him for our strength. We don't have it in our own right, but we, he wants us to rely on him to give us what we need that we don't have. So uh, we'd love for you to reach us here at Pearls of Promise Ministries as well. Let us know if you have a prayer request or if you want to say something about today's show, you can email us at info at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. Follow us on social media by liking us on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pop Talk Media and on Instagram at Pop underscore ministries. Check out all of our Pop Talk television shows, some of our radio shows on our YouTube channel. And join us October 8th for our annual Level Up Women's Conference in Louisville, Texas. You can register for that event on Eventbrite. So that is Pop Talk for today. We're just ordinary girls. Who God is turning into pearls. Have a wonderful week.
Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.